I V M. To say that technology has been the largest force to alter the media content and advertising landscape would be an understatement. Because what technology, the rise of platforms, all driven by the inherent growth of internet consumption has done is change the way we create, interact as well as transact with content. And the last part is interesting because transactions have become as much about curation and experience design as they are about commerce. And in India, that's been driven by platforms like Book My Show, Insider and others like them. What's also been interesting is the way that engineers have helped change the landscape of the creative industry. Not just from a technology perspective, but from a creative lens as well. So many creators, directors, writers, creative people of all kinds actually started off being engineers. That's why I'm looking forward to my chat with Shreya Srinivasan today, founder and CEO of Insider.in. I'm Varu Girala, co-founder and content chief at The Glitch. And we'll be right back with Advertising is Dead. Welcome back to Advertising is Dead. I'm Varun Dugirala, co-founder and content chief at The Glitch. And I have Shreya Srinivasan with me. Shreya's um, co-founder? Co-founder? Founder. Founder Insider Rotten. I'm sorry. I have to keep clarifying these things sometimes just to make sure that I don't sound stupid, which I now do because I said that. Uh, tell me something, Shreya. Why are you on this show? I have no clue, man. <laughs> Uh, I think I messaged you saying that, hey, Varun, whatever you ask me to do, I'll do it. And then you said, oh, be on the show. I said, okay, fine. You know, people have this misnomer that when they talk about media advertising, right? They all think, they think it's all about creativity and business. All of that. But technology is really the big game changer, right? It's uh, across the last many years, technology has really been the one disruptive force. I mean, we, we call it, we say it's internet has disrupted it, but even technology and what its letters do um, has really changed the way we look at advertising um, or media or the entertainment landscape in particular and yeah. and you and I were in engineering college together correct years ago yeah uh, fateful days when uh, uh, we would I when you actually went and uh, started a, a radio station uh, indie radio station yeah yeah so so basically you were cool in college I wasn't I was so I had to start a radio I was, station I, I was the guy cool. I was sitting outside more than sitting inside college that's always the cool guy in college um, but anyway, yeah, so basically, uh, I had a friend called Garo who used to play in a bunch of bands. Yeah. Uh, and we really liked a lot of indie musicians in Bangalore. There was like Thermal and a Quarter, yeah. Galij Gurus, so so many good, good bands. Time. And we th- and th- those were the times where you wouldn't hear anything but Hindi music on, on, on radio. Yeah. And worse was Bollywood music then wasn't really the Bollywood music today. Yeah. Right? Like it was really caught it up. It had no the, range. It had no range. It was caught up in the 80s. Yeah. And then, but nobody would play anything other than that music. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So we said, okay, let's do something together which promotes this music, musician. So we started an alternate radio station called Radio Verb. Hmm. 24-7 independent music from India. Uh, good times, yeah. Really, it did. It did. How crazy did you, how, how did that curation happen at that point of time? I mean, it's an interesting way to look at that point and curation. So we did a lot of like fun trips. Uh, so I came to Bombay once, met all the bands here. Garo obviously was well networked in that space because he was a musician himself. Yeah. So he knew a lot of people. I met Vijay from OML that way. Yeah. So um, a lot of it was a long time between 2005 and 2009 when I was yeah. running Radio Verb. Like literally took four years to yeah. get. At, at by the end of it, I think we almost had a thousand odd artists on Radio oh, wow. Verb. It was pretty big. I think it was the biggest catalog of independent Indian music. And that kind of that, that focus on music kind of also transitioned to what you ended up doing at 
OML Digital, right? In terms Correct. of just building the platform that was for indie music and, and, and eventually led to Insider. Correct. Uh, which I thought was an in- interesting segue in terms of where that really went. Right. right. Uh, I, I know that there are, at that point, I think there were very few players. Still are, I think, in this whole space and how they looked at it. But you, you, I, what I always find interesting whenever we've had conversations on it is, um, is that you've never looked at it as a straightforward ticketing platform. Um, uh, it was always a lot more extension of the actual live experiences space. And when, when Roshan was on the show some time back, that's what we were talking about, how things are more, ex- how to extend live is actually through digital and what you can do. And, and, and technology plays, can play a strong part in yeah. that. See, I think it a lot comes from being an organizer yourself. So for four yeah. years at, at when we built NH7, uh, the festival and everything we did around comedy, we really realized it's an art selling tickets. Yeah. Right? It's an art convincing someone to get out of their house, get in the car, get into traffic, yeah. drive somewhere, park your car, do all that to come to an event. Yeah. Right? It's an art to sell. And, and we sought the platform. Uh, it's the user journey, right? It's actually that. It's correct. Just, uh, in terms of just... And, and the platform needs to have that kind of nuance, right? It can't be a cut-to-dried platform which does nothing for you, which just facilitates you to purchase. Didn't really work for us yeah. as an organizer. Yeah. So that's why we built it. Yeah. And I think a lot of that came across because... Man, I've been at events where we thought 10,000 people will turn up and no one did. Yeah. Right? And it's the most disastrous feeling. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know if I've ever told you the math we had for the first NH7. No. We said... The 50 musicians uh-huh. at NH7, uh-huh. we said, hey, at least each musician has 500 fans. So we'll have 25,000 people at the festival. Right? right? And you know how many ended up in the first year. So, <laughs> so I, I, I think a lot of that comes through on the product. In fact, I've been very lucky. I think a lot of perspective on technology, which I already had because I have technology mm. background, yeah. got really molded when I did four years of media and brands and mm. worked at OML that way. Uh, was part of comedy very closely, was part of the YouTube ecosystem very closely. Yeah. So really gives you a lot of insight on pretty much how audience behavior changes and yeah. what audience would connect with yeah. Yeah. and try to do a bit of that at Insider. Yeah. And how has that changed? How, 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 how have you seen audience behavior really change? Because at most times, and the people who actually comment on how audience behavior change are people from a time when... The, it was very straight-jacketed, right? I, I, the conversation is very, is lesser with people who are actually part of the new experience. Um, how has it changed? I, I think it's changed because um, what used to be really important for optimization, yeah. right, uh, used to be some sort of validation, discovery, something. Now, like pretty much everyone just needs to optimize for attention yeah. because that's the most... Um, that's the quantity which is least available today. Yeah. Right. Because it gets split. So yeah. uh, I think that's the big change. When 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 you look at it, when you look at consumption patterns today, True. consumption patterns haven't changed, but discovery is a problem because there's so much to consume. Yeah. Right. And that, that curation of what you actually you know want to consume is is so tough. Right. And discovery is tough. And then uh, like brand recall is tough. Yeah. Like one of the biggest questions today, especially when you see what Amazon's doing with brands, is is having a brand even worthwhile anymore? Yeah. Like There's what, Amazon basics for everything now. Correct. Yeah. Right. And and then what does it mean if the first, you know, this like if you're a product company, the most important spot for you is the first, the first search result at Amazon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If the first, and you click on whatever the first result is. Yeah. Then how how does it matter if you've invested twenty years and three billion dollars in in a brand name everyone identifies? Yeah. Everyone's clicking on the first link. And what's also interesting is the fact that. 
you know they all there was this there was a saying right, that that life will die or experiences will die because all experiences will move online yeah. but i think the realization over the last couple of years especially uh, globally as well as in india has been that it's actually helped life becomes a richer experience right? Right. In, in many cases a live experience doesn't necessarily need to be in one spot it can be in multiple spaces yeah. it also lends people to really look at it from and i know and i hate to use it a millennial because i think that's the terrible term to use in general for what i think is more a mindset than it is a generation is the fact it's it's more about saying how are you in tune with how the consumer is today because sure. the consumer today has sure. it doesn't work the way Correct. things it's it's not a straightforward transaction anymore no i i also i don't think consumers have a difference in their head between live and digital anymore yeah right i think that exists in the minds of creators because you don't really have to you don't have to right yeah. and like one of our big insight was um, a lot of people go to events i don't know if you saw the fire festival documentary yeah, yeah. right it's the real event is the validation of their lives yeah right? because all those influencers were putting it out there and and correct like, and we saw this weird thing in a longest time where we said when we are putting together an event yeah. right most of the consumption of the event happened through digital channels right yeah. people are buying because it was on facebook or the friends talked about it or it was exactly. home page of yeah. of insider book my show whatever whatever yeah but validation that it's a real event happened if there was a hoarding yeah think about that like here's a channel which does not result in sales yeah but gives you credibility that you are real because if you can afford a hoarding then the event must be good enough th- then you must be real the event will happen <laughs> right yeah uh, and in a lot of ways i think live events today and in the future are yeah. are pretty much the top of the pyramid their self expression uh, and hence uh they i mean their pricing is fairly flexible yeah. the more you go towards something which is top of the pyramid yeah. the more it's about uh the experience and not the price while everything we are looking at everywhere else is a lot about price yeah uh, because it's so commoditized yeah. and and is this is this balance of of what creative plus technology gives you the reason why you chose this because i mean a lot of people who are, do work in technology right and 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 you actually think worked a lot more in the technology space because i literally did engineering and didn't do anything to do with it post right. that so if someone's an engineer today and i know we have enough engineers who become writers or directors and all of that Correct. in the space and we have filled with that but also tech people who work in technology want to work in the creative space but yet stay rooted in technology yeah. what are the avenues that they have because i think a lot of people don't realize the avenues that you have it's it's crazy the number of things they can actually do correct i again i think every technology job today is creative yeah right yeah. and this is again a misnomer that writing a jingle is very creative but uh, writing a great piece of software is not creative exactly uh, yeah. it's in fact a super super creative and the best people are miles above somebody who's just learned how to do it yeah right because yeah. they instinctively think about it very yeah. creatively yeah. Yeah. and it's everything is intermixed today right you yeah. i mean when was the last time a musician had to go to a studio to record a song that's true right yeah. everyone sitting in their houses and recording the song and every tool they are using is built by a technology guy yeah right and every time you 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 type something or you put something out into the world it's going through a technology stream uh, and in fact i think technology needs is is a necessity for everyone today yeah. even if you don't understand how to code yeah knowing how it works is true. super like true. one of the things i always ask people is how does the internet work yeah right 
I can guarantee you 95 out of 100 people you meet don't know how the internet works. Yeah. Right? How does the internet work? How can you write something and where does it pull up from? You asking a question which is you know I think everybody asks oh, how does blockchain work a lot more than they actually ask how does it? I am Yeah. Cl- who cares how the blockchain works? <laughs> yeah. Like no I, one uses the it, blockchain. It is a conversation <laughs> I've heard so often like blockchain for me is like every second conversation blockchain I'm like I what you ask is actually more important. I I think I know the internet works. That's, Maybe I, I, I might be wrong. No, that's the majority. I yeah. think I know. Yeah. But without actually knowing, look, there are there are some handful of cables which go between India and 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 North America, which ca- which carry most of the traffic. Yeah. Of of what you browse between two countries. Yeah. How many people know that? Like if there is a cut in one of those cables, our internet gets affected. If if there's a if there's a video of this podcast, you will see my hand going up <laughs> saying I kind of know about the cables. Right. But my point is that my point is like we don't need to understand technology from being able to build technology, yeah. but as much as how to th- how technology works in its essence, because we implicitly know how a car works. Yeah. Right. Everyone in the school has been said there is a piston, there is a internal yeah. combustion engine. This is how it works. Yeah. Why do we not teach people how internet works? Yeah, we just assume that they don't need to know it. Correct. Because it was not a fundamental thing when these books were written. It's a fundamental thing today. Yeah. It's a lot more fundamental today than anything else. Absolutely. That's our entire lives. Correct. That's why most people still restart their computer if their Wi-Fi doesn't work. Oh, man. They do. I used to work in tech support. So I know how that question can really work. I, my first job post-engineering was working in, in, in semi-tech support for AOL internet. So yeah, yeah that, that question, I kind of, major flashback scenes yeah. has happened in my head. So I have uh, my CTO Nihar, when, when uh, we used to work at OML, he used to have a printed steel board. Have you tried it turning on and off? Because everyone used to come in, commit to him with technical questions. So he said, try turning on and off. My favorite question when I was um, in AOL cancellation, someone called and said, I want to cancel my connection because the internet isn't working. <laughs> my response was um, have you switched it on <laughs> and she said what do you mean um, I said have you put the, the CD in the drive and yeah. put it on she's like no I just got it free with my groceries and I expect it to work I said no this what they gave you free is a CD you put it in your CPU and for people who don't know what a this CD drive is the, yeah. that it's this round shiny thing we used to put inside yeah. for things to work uh, yeah she didn't know she just assumed that she'd gotten a package, came home, threw it on the counter, and she was supposed to have internet. Correct. But think about that, the change from there. My mom is on Hotstar and YouTube all day. Yeah. How did that happen? You talk about my, my, my grandmother, and my grandmother was listening recently, right? And she's 86. Um, and and uh, she figured a way to stream uh, a video uh, very from her iPad uh, through an Apple TV onto the screen. I mean, she's yeah. 86. It's just crazy, right? And that's how people are consuming. Yes. That's why I said millennial is not, uh, it's not, I think she's as millennial as anybody else because she Correct. just did that, right? Uh, and keeping that in mind, I, what I found interesting, and we were going to, we, I know there were a bunch of things we were going to discuss, right? but what I found most interesting in, is the conversation we just had before we started recording, which is what you're, you at Inside are really doing, which I think is an interesting elevation of what digital and events and taking passive into active in that sense. Uh, and I want you to talk about it. I think you explained it really well. Okay. So at Insider, we've launched something uh, called Play It Live on Insider. Yeah. Um, we're calling this bunch of events digital events. Yeah. Right? Uh, the whole idea with 
the great thing about events is this sense of connection you have and this sense of discovery you have. Yeah. And and I think a lot of that is doable today online. Yeah. Or it's in early places of being able to do it online. Yeah. And being an organizer, I also feel like there is a bunch of challenges organizers face in India, mm-hmm. which I think we as a platform can help by building a digital product which allows events to transcend the day the physical event happens. Yeah, I think yeah. the day the physical event happens is not going to go away, right? That's yeah, going to be... You the, want to be there to feel it. Correct. That's going to be your pillar, yeah, right? Yeah. That, and you build a lot of things around it. So we built a, a really, uh, hopefully successful, interesting yeah. platform, yeah. Uh, which which is a bi-directional video platform, yeah. uh, where not only can you consume a live stream, you can interact with the live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the live stream changes depending on the interactions you do with okay. it. For okay. instance, we yesterday we did a comedy show yeah. uh, where this uh, so open mic is a huge uh, trend across India where uh, young upcoming stand-ups go to an open mic to play mm-hmm. and typically the biggest open mic in the uh, in the in India is about 24 people yeah, uh, yeah. so yesterday we did a concept called an open mic on insider uh, played on live insider where uh, there are three comics uh, they do a piece two and a half minutes each yeah. there is a digital audience which then votes which comic they like the most. Yeah. Right? And it's real time. Yeah. And then the comic who got the most number of votes and it's a fairly weighted system yeah. wins 10,000 rupees. Right? Uh-huh. And we had about 700 people on it which makes it the biggest open mic in India <laughs> on the first day we launched. But I, I think there is a lot of uh, videos moving especially yeah. live video and to some extent canned video is, is moving to a format which is more involving of people. Yeah. Because you always think of video as a very fairly passive consumption exactly, platform, yeah. uh, which is good, right? Which is the majority use yeah. case. But there is a really interesting use case to make it an active experience yeah. and it plays really well into events, Yeah. right? Uh, so we are trying to build this new category of events, which we call digital events and participatory events, where the yeah. user has to participate for the event to happen. Yeah. And, and, and that's so exciting from a content creator perspective, right? Because still now, there was, and obviously there has been live for a while. There has been, uh, you know, a, a way to interact uh, back and forth. But this almost adds a layer of saying what you could actually do at an event. Can you, and we always talked about surround. We always Correct. talked about surround as being the core thing you would do around a piece of content or an event, uh, an, an events are Correct. piece of content. Um, and an extent it from there but in this way you're kind of blending all that in so if tomorrow if I'm a content creator then I can actually turn around and think of like 50 different ways in which we Correct. can really use something like this like we came up with 10 we were sitting yeah we were just there. sitting up just before yeah. this and we were like yeah. 10 different things yeah. and, and I want to talk about how that impacts you know how that impacts how brands look at um, life now yeah. um, and how that uh, will also impact the way brands creators everyone looks at it uh, but before that I, I, I want to go in uh, for, for, a, for a break and we'll be right back with advertising is dead Welcome back to Advertising is Dead. We're we're still at Shreyas and and, and we're talking about how digital events can really have really changed uh, or can really change how brands really work with live. Uh, Because uh, like you said earlier, live is about you know, what happens in that moment and, and that what happens that day. Um, This allows you to kind of extend that further and take it much longer. Correct. And brands are always always worried about that. Like we said, there was a hoarding and you look at that. But Correct. how does a brand take themselves in this scenario um, and look at all the opportunities that they have? So I, I think the really interesting branding opportunities are how to integrate that with content and interactions. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think that's another thing. Branded content has been such a hot topic discussed for the last six, seven years. Yeah. Right? But one of the big problems with branded content is 
how much of the brand is passive to the content and how much of the brand is yeah. actually like like one of the biggest success of branded content is Bacardi and its seven weekender yeah. right but people forget that it's success because Bacardi is a drink you have at N H Seven. Yeah. Right. There's real engagement with a brand. So with digital video, we see some of that real engagement playing out. Yeah. For instance, if you're a phone brand, right, and yeah. and you're doing something where suddenly in the digital event new things open up if because you're using that phone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or or between one of the bonus questions is people asking which one of this is a product line of this brand. Yeah. Right. And then like oh great so these many. Per, people knew about my brand knew about something from my brand yeah. allowing like today we did a simple thing if you share the link of the event on social you get an extra life right because uh-huh. we were doing this quiz and there's some 1200 people shared it yeah um, this this so, like i would love it if uh, if you use uh, a a mastercard and you say enter your last four numbers you get you get an extra life what i'm actually excited about is what can actually do to game shows right yeah. so game shows as a format has always been so exciting to create and it, it allowed a bunch of things it allowed brands uh, to be a integral part of of something that was truly engaging throughout because as audiences you would also want to engage uh, in it Correct. um and as contest and you want to be that contest you want to be there for yeah. it um also just it was really so so much fun to, to it, it's a family experience so i keep saying much. this to everyone varun i want i really want to organize india's biggest air guitar champion <laughs> I think it's waiting to happen. I think it'll be killer. Let's do it. <laughs> But what you can also do something fun for is sport, right? I think I yeah. think what you can do around sport now, and and we're no longer a country that. Only obsessed about cricket. We obsessed about cricket. I think we're still eighty percent. Correct. Maybe seventy five, seventy five, eighty percent cricket. Depends on where in India you are. That's also like true. if you're in Goa, go like football's much bigger. If you're That's in true. Kerala, football's much true. bigger. Yeah. And and if you look at sport and what let's say for instance what the NBA does um, in the states and and the experience that you can get on an ESPN or an NBA and what they do digitally versus yeah. that, that that experience is so seamless. Correct. And and we've still haven't reached that point with sport. even if it is just cricket uh, and what are the opportunities there because you know the the, the point is really how can you make the content a lot more engaging correct and how can you make the brand experience a lot more engaging right and correct. both those things kind of come with this seamless integration correct. what more could we do man so many things uh first of all i think uh sport has to become participatory yeah uh i think so far uh there is one great ad cricket text is doing a great ad if you've seen the where there's a commentator and there's somebody discussing strategy yeah. and then they say oh you're right and the commentator pauses and talks to yeah, yeah. is the I app does, the app doesn't do that <laughs> but that's a great use case yeah. right like today we were talking to it um, we were talking about esports right yeah. and one of the things i want to do is a fifa game yeah. where there's a sort of a comedian influencer playing with somebody who is a pro yeah right but the only thing is the uh, the the pro guy needs a handicap yeah right and the comedians has to has to convince people watching the stream yeah. who the other guy should sub out or what formation he should be on so you're actually part of the team then yes right uh-huh. and you can do so many of these things and and again even with cricket for instance there's so much content now which is branded half an hour before two hours before in the build up but none of them are participatory Yeah, uh, we are all watching an expert. It still feels us. like a banner ad system many times. Not necessarily something that's just slapped on. It's not necessarily yeah. Correct, correct. So I think there's like imagine a world where uh, the the ten thousand biggest fans decide who the opener should be. Hmm. Right. Uh, or or in between the match, who should be subbed out. Um, so 
you know the so there are two ways to look at it. I I, I think it was again uh, I'm referencing my chat with, with Roshan a couple of episodes ago. He said that the the reason why we don't end up doing a lot more engaging experiences is that most times we don't have the headway time to be able to actually build Correct. layered experiences. Correct. On the flip side, when we do have the time, we use that extra time to find another project to do, and just still end up doing it in the same amount of time. So it's it's as much an inherently uh, creator-led problem as it is a brand-led problem. I mean, I I think it's a platform problem. I think I think that's, <laughs> you just added one more problem. <laughs> no, no, no. I I'm saying, see, uh, ten years ago, yeah, when you said I I don't have a website, hmm. right? Uh, it was a problem because you said, "Oh, I don't have time for a website. I'm doing yeah. those." And then Facebook came and solved that problem, or Twitter yeah. came yeah. and Instagram yeah. came and solved that problem yeah. for you. Yeah. It made it easy, yeah. right? So, in in our hopes, we are doing that, right? Yeah. We are making it easy for Roshan to do something with spoken on insider throughout the year, yeah. right? Like yeah. the storytelling thing we were talking about, where it's a horror story every day, yeah. uh, where the audience decide whether you take a knife and stab someone or you yeah. take a knife and turn around. Yeah. And then that's spoken, right? That's the brand and that's the brand we keep alive and the real world manifestation of that yeah. is the festival. Yeah. Right? And that's how I mean we love working with Roshan and his team and if we could work with him 365 days a year we would love to do it. Yeah. But do brands really want to engage that long? Do you feel that if, if you turn around to a brand today uh, and you say okay He's, the brand's okay to just get like a. There are two ways, right? One is like, okay, what you're getting more Correct. for this thing, but then the investment is also a lot sure. more, uh, and and that's a constant conversation, right? I I think with with newer ways to engage and newer ways to do stuff, um, it always becomes a conversation about uh, what, how much you're getting for how much. Um, it comes down to that. Um, uh, are they getting as much? I mean, we haven't monetized it yet. I also not from this specific thing, but in in general, if you look at the space, I think what a brand, it's such an intangible man. Honestly, if any brand or if any of us yeah. stand up and say, I know exactly how to give you ROI on any advertising. Forget forget yeah. digital, uh, physical media events. Yeah, it's all an intangible. Yeah, right. Now outdoor things which have been hundreds of years old. Uh, people can give you ROI metrics, but you don't know what influence means. Yeah. So we've all gone back and told ourselves the best way is to do it all. Yeah. Is to do bits of everything. Yeah. And if you think about it, that's a very human behavior. We do yeah. that in wealth management. We don't yeah. want to park everything somewhere. <laughs> we want to like distribute it everywhere because we are balancing our odds. Yeah. Because yeah. we truly don't know that's what's going to play out. That's right. So I think it's a lot about. What would capture interest of users, yeah. and it might be very periodical, right? It might True. be it might be the uh, the flavor of the season, yeah. Or it might be something long term, like what digital has ended up being, yeah. So we don't know how that's going to play out, yeah. But I genuinely think for brands, yeah, being part of conversations with people is a lot more important than just being visible, yeah. Right, yeah. and it's especially true today with. Human causes, mm-hmm. and and I feel like events are such a human cause naturally because they're just a, a like just a lot of people, a community coming together. Yeah, and I think that's always going to be a place where they spend. Yeah, right. And uh, obviously, Facebook helps us by having fifty percent bots and all yeah. these new articles coming out that how most of digital is fake. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of that <laughs> definitely helps us. Yeah. But yeah. 
do you see that spreading out how we like cuz you know it is always it it became a duopoly right it was it was google and facebook throughout and and and, and now with this thing with with what's happening in terms of conversation around around privacy and because what you do is is so clearly driven by uh, privacy and 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 revenue are, are core parts right because with people are transacting at the end of the day on, on a platform like yours how do you build in the fact that okay a on one point you are curating something for a person basis what they really correct want to experience and that's what it's entirely built on but on the other end you're also trying to make sure that they feel like when okay, i'm curating but i'm also not going to become that person who you know at any point invades privacy and i think there is that balance right and maybe correct. whenever it's a platform conversation that's i that's where we are at yeah. how do you strike that balance i mean what's the man that's a tricky one yeah, honestly yeah. and i'll tell you what i i am for one uh as much as i don't like what facebook has ended up being i understand and empathize how they ended up there yeah because that success beast once it starts like working for you it's really hard to hold its reins yeah right and the problem with facebook is not so much that they have misused your data yeah. i always expected them to yeah. but what they have misused it for yeah and at what scale have they misused it for yeah, yeah. right yeah people were misusing facebook data in 2010 as well yeah but it wasn't to rig elections yeah it wasn't to bring down uh, democracies yeah. right it was it was for a much more frivolous use case so in a lot of ways i think it's cyclical uh, i think a duopoly multiple competition tends to be a very cyclical market yeah. but i do think it's going to be extremely hard to dislodge google Mm. Uh I I don't think they are going away anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh their only real contention point is Amazon yeah. because a lot of product search now happens on Amazon. True. Um and and obviously Siri and And you can't it, call Amazon the dark horse anymore. They literally like Yeah, yeah. I, I mean they, yeah. you can't you, you like, can't call something as large Stalin. as Amazon a dark horse that is yeah. the horse like it's like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean I never understood it like what is a dark horse? Yeah. Like in a three people like at least eight people there should yeah. be a dark horse because it's all difficult to pick odds. Yeah, because even if you got platforms that is interesting you have you, you let's say you have the Pinterest of the world and Correct. you have all the others but Amazon's a logistical company more than anything else and that's See that's that's another interesting like we don't see ourselves as an advertising platform. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, we see ourselves as a platform for creators to come in mm. and brands to participate with the creators. Mm. Right? Uh fundamentally like when we work when we work with a spoken yeah. we are hoping that this inter- interaction format brings in spoken comes in with somebody they are working with. Yeah. So we have in the last year insiders work with uh work with over 16000 events yeah right so we are hoping that we become a platform for a lot of them to come in yeah. we can't do it all i mean yeah. at the end of the day so you become almost a facilitator for what you can do uh, right. with with the brands you already have on the event and correct. not necessarily have to do the direct to brand stuff correct uh but also then it's interesting and, and i remember when i heard the news support about insider and ptm right because yeah. because that was a very interesting connect and that, sure. that also kind of made sense because it uh um, in in so many ways and, and so, so how 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 has that actually been um, in terms of just in terms of how, in for you to scale um as a platform because again uh platform scale because of multiple things and and one of them is uh, is, is the kind of uh, partners they have yeah uh, no my it's been incredible uh we are like i wrote in the post we are 5x from where we were 18 months ago hmm. on one metric we are 10x on a metric which we were 18 months ago and metrics like total sold tickets issued it's been crazy growth right uh, we've literally gone from a fairly niche 
म्यूजिक एंड कॉमेडी टिकट वेबसाइट वी डू मोर स्पोर्ट्स देन एनी वन एल्स इन द मार्केट टूडे इट्स बीन इन सेन एंड 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 टू अ लॉर्ड ऑफ क्रेडिट I think um, we've been strategically aligned to execute well with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been super, super kind to us. Uh, allowed us to do what we think is the right thing. Yeah. Um, so I nothing to complain. Uh, more importantly, muscle. I think uh, you discount how much muscle uh, having a billion dollar company behind you gives you. <laughs> uh as long as the muscle doesn't um, affect dexterity yeah uh, i think the muscle's good yeah right it's muscle behind you than on you because if it's on yeah, you yeah. you're not flexible yeah yeah and most times people talk about the fact of oh, you know becoming part of something bigger or being part of something bigger actually makes you kind of holds you back but like you said it actually gives you that boost to go forward Absolutely. and then we realize that we both of us realize yeah, that we so much that yeah. last if last yeah. one year for us with with group m and lpp has just been that it's just been and 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 it's end of the day it's people right you are building relationships and you are and they, and everybody wants to grow everyone wants to do the right thing yeah. and it, and i think that's also very important i i think like as leaders of our companies the fact that we've been able to establish a relationship with them on good faith where they feel like yeah. we'll do something which is good for yeah. both of us yeah i think that's really important if that doesn't happen i don't i think it'll end up being pretty and bad and that's a core fit. way to look at it right in terms of when you when people talk about um, so there's this is interesting way ronnie scrolla once said i think in an interview where he said that only in india do we consider uh, being acquired or selling stake as a bad, bad thing, thing yeah. everywhere else is considered to be the best thing to Correct. do um, because that actually shows that you're growing yeah. and that's so right in in the way we look at it and i think why that happens is because we predominantly look at it as losing control or losing using or someone is diluting it but as long as you find the right partner who who's yeah. very clear about how we'll work together and how we'll actually work for both sides it's just and that. it's also that standard thing right like are you a mercenary are you a missionary yeah um, like if you are a missionary who are doing this because you enjoy doing it yeah. then like muscle and uh, ability to do more is really good if you are a mercenary who's trying to maximize of profit or maximize revenue long term maybe it's a bad idea yeah. so i mean depends on how you look at it um, that's true yeah i mean i i would have <laughs> definitely been more served building um so a blockchain startup <laughs> than building a ticketing startup i think valuation multiples yeah. on blockchain are a I lot need to higher figure this blockchain business it has literally been a, co- a conversation around me for a while and i still don't I, i you know i understand the theory of it i think yeah i actually realize so there is this thing about this show and i'm going to uh, digress for a second yeah. where uh, we actually do a counter try to do a counter the number of times i say i think okay You actually said, "I think as much as I have." Yeah, yeah. If not more, so it's, this is like a double "I think" episode where we'll we'll def, we'll should do a counter of this. At do the you end say of... right also? I say right a lot. <laughs> like I... what happens being the same college? Man, you hardly came to college. That's also true. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was in that uh, Chaiwala outside college. Yeah, the time. yeah. And it's actually, you know, I want to touch upon one thing, right? And it's and and it's and I, I think we didn't expand on that when we initially brought it up. It and it's about engineers. and and the fact that the this side of the world has so many engineers correct um and i recently was talking to someone who's who's pursuing it and uh, he he's still i think in college and he said i want to be a writer yeah and there's so many of them um and and people are so often why is that uh, and th- there are multiple reasons i would have i'm sure you can come up with 50 yeah. of those why is that why are the engineers why are there so many engineers in the creative space oh, that's their parents <laughs> I I mean I I, t- I 
like you were talking about being acquired right one of the things like when the when the thing came out my my mom was happy because i went from being an entrepreneur to an employee yeah um literally right i mean you do have equity and stuff but in a in a way there's a big come because you have to understand a, a lot of our parents aren't very comfortable with us being entrepreneurs right today after all the success now now uh, that i now, now mine are okay i think initially they were like okay when you could doing something possibly yeah. yeah mine too but i am just saying like at least when i grew up yeah. it was the norm to be an engineer or a doctor one of the things is like engineering i think it's a great thing for a writer yeah. because i do think it teaches you some first principle thinking true right I think that's really important yeah. uh, which engineering teaches in, in multiple in multiple ways in 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 in, in multiple ways yeah. right uh, and I either through frustration or through actual learning or or through just the kind of people you're around with exactly uh, I think more than education what we discovered at colleges where like we were around a great bunch of people yeah, yeah. Right? and they really pushed you to learn more yeah. and to discover more yeah. and um, so I I I think The only good thing about education is if you do go to a reasonably decent college, yeah. you end up hanging out with people who'll push you to do better. That's true. Um and hopefully learn some first principle thinking which over time which allows you to break up writing a novel, writing a yeah. uh, screenplay, yeah. writing whatever else, like you structured more. Yeah. Because you know, it's it's a question I've been asked by many people uh, who are saying, "Oh, I'm actually studying engineering." And and I, and a lot of them end up being people like 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 you and I who in some cases would hate it from get Correct. go and not do anything which is like like me and I was like I okay I, I don't want to have to do anything to do with this yeah. let me just get this done with and you on the other hand who I enjoy the technical aspects of it right yeah. and and you just want an extension of it to find more creative freedom in, in that yeah. sense yeah. so it's not just a Okay, you're an engineer because you know most engineers don't end up actually working in engineering. Correct. Good engineer, the people who actually get good marks, I've noticed, become MBAs and and go work in financial companies. Correct. Uh, which is again, I mean, all due respect to financial companies, they do. I mean, and all due respect to them, I could never do what they do. I never. Yeah, I'm not that smart. It's uh, <laughs> true, man. Those McKinsey consultants are smart, uh, but but I'm also adding to a point that uh, when I was in college. Yeah. I didn't want to be an engineer. Oh. Right? When I was in college, I wanted like I, I wanted to be a computer coder. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I, I used to code I used to code for fun. Yeah. Till I became an engineer. Interesting. I quit coding after I became after my first month in engineering. So I only got really interested. I I was reasonably good at coding. That wasn't the problem, but I really got into it once I discovered open source in some yeah. sort of way and I felt like uh there's this whole community of people building software which has this ulterior motive of like not shackling people in corporations <laughs> um like that really got me into it yeah. right and then i got and then i worked for a product which had a lot of users and that really got me excited because yeah. it felt like okay, i was making like a positive change like to their lives in some sort of small way yeah. Yeah. i think that's what got me into technology it's not like tech- if i could sing really well maybe i'd be singing i mean yeah. that feels like a more uh the easier way to make a direct connect with a lot of people yeah. but i can't so yeah. um i did the best i could yeah so we do this thing at the end of every episode that right, we like to call humans of advertising um we we uh, we like to call it our version of the coffee with karan uh, rapid fire awesome. test um what can you whip up in an instant uh coffee what kind of coffee filter coffee ah very good. good 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 south indian of course. that's the first response yeah If you didn't do what you did, what would you be doing? Hmm. I'd be still running a startup. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Possibly blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be what I do. Um 
No, I I think um, I've been some history thing. Like I always loved history. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love history. I love watching uh, history documentaries like endlessly. I don't know what a history startup would be. Yeah. But I always thought India had the like the worst sort of guides. Yeah, there are startups. So, so IVM has and I'm uh, this is shameless plug time. Mm-hmm. IVM has a great history podcast. Okay. Uh, which you should listen to Done. called Echoes of India. Done. What are you reading right now? Ha, huh, I'm reading Radical Candor. Wait a second, I know this book. Uh, I I think I got the sample of uh, what is it about? It's it's I've just started so I don't can summarize the whole book but um it's basically a book which talks about how uh, like very straightforward communication and honesty builds the best out of team structures and how it is better if you're a boss for somebody working with you to protest against your decision aggressively versus hold it back and for you to defend it with logic and first principles that makes so much sense uh, it it works like a charm ownership man like i yeah. think like if you're working with people and they don't have a sense of ownership to push back you're going to fail yeah pyramids don't work anymore no, no never that, that's yeah that's done and considering you've had such a strong tie with music over the years right what do you what, what what are you listening to right now oh dude that's a tragedy i don't listen to music anymore no no what do you listen to then i don't listen to anything what do you say yeah i basically i mean this is a weird thing and i i was i was just talking about this to my wife as well like i literally go to work i have a lot of work and <laughs> meetings and so on and so forth and then i came back and i read um and um i watch netflix amazon sometimes and i sleep that's where the problem is that so you, you know i, I realized this and I, i so i've started doing this one thing and that's actually what got me into podcast in the yeah. first place was the fact that i realized that watching something before i go to sleep didn't let me sleep right huh but i could listen to something before i go to sleep and i could sleep fine and yeah, so yeah. and also found this beautiful thing called white noise playlist which is like the best thing ever yeah, it's I like know the about best it. it's it's beautiful so the other thing i've done is like i i at some point of time decided i hated taking a car every day so i switched to buy to to a bike yeah so i don't end up like i used to listen to a lot of music in in transit yeah and i don't end up doing that because on a bike i don't want to like have music because like <laughs> yeah. you get run over it's not really yeah right. yeah it's not safe so i've ended up like actually in the last two years not listening to a lot of music yeah. although i did watch like uh, my uh, one of my all time favorites band pearl jam a few months ago in what do you say? in rock worker and uh, that was fairly transformative so you made a full not listen to all the music No I listen to music I already know it's the sad kind of music like I need to disc- I need to listen to new music I mean that's I mean I should yeah like it maybe it's like my new year thing yeah that that's that's what yeah. we're going to do yeah first. and like on here I opened like Savan and then they had a bunch of playlists and I clicked on it but it's, <laughs> I didn't really like anything <laughs> and on that don't we go that's actually going to be our episode thank you so much Tess for coming down I know you haven't slept enough so we're going to send you off and let you go get some rest and some And, and some chill time. Maybe yes. listen to some music on the way. I will. I will. Yeah. I got those new Apple earpods. Best thing Apple has done in the last decade. It's the best thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna do that. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks man. so much. Yeah.